Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hello! Welcome back to the show! This is the second half of the show, and we thought we'd see if anyone had any questions. We checked Twitter, no one had questions. Uh, one person had said that the stream is working, and I was like, that could be about us. Or there could be a BMX live stream right now. But there were no questions on the stream, so it's up to you guys to save the show. Please. Uh, we got a mic set up here, and so that's the system we're going to use. You have to come and stand... In front of her, I, I literally just then asked SJ, is that weird? And she's like, the whole thing's weird. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting in front of people talking about how we broke up. Like, go. I was hoping to ask this anonymously. <laughs> <laughs> Should have put it on the Twitter then. So um, you guys must have the, I'm assuming, I have an assumption followed by a question. You guys <laughs> must have... Is this one of those less of a question, more of a point really? <laughs> <laughs> more of a comment than a question. You don't, you don't have to look at it. <laughs> you, can, you can stand back and just look at us. It's okay. No, no, no. It knows when you're not looking at it, when you make love to it. I, I want to click. Um, you guys must have the observation of meeting people who already know information about you before you start a conversation. Huh. Uh, a few people just waved at me from the audience. Um, I guess I, I'm interested to know what it's like to have so much of your personal life public. And then, does that change the way that you interact with people? So the question was, why are you so good looking, Peter? <laughs> and in fact, every question tonight will be that. It's, uh, it's a hard one to answer. SJ. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, the question was, you, you guys have a lot of your personal life out there. When you meet someone who already knows a bunch about you, it was a much better phrase than this. When you meet someone who knows a bunch about you, is that weird? How does that feel? How are you so good looking was the vibe of it. <laughs> You're really going to stay with that. You're going to ruin <laughs> that bit as well. You can't even cut that no, out now. it's in now. It's in forever. Um, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, which is that I am me and have it's always assumed I would get to this point, which oh is... Oh, my God. I know. Are... Like, it's weird and gross and true, and so I'm putting it all out there. Does uh, anyone else find that super weird? Like, that he's like, I knew I was going to be famous. Hence. Well, I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Ga Gavin is, is inverted commas famous. Like, this is everyone who knows who I am. <laughs> That's why we did this event. I wanted you all in the same place. Oh, so no, no, no. like, there's more, I'm sure. I wasn't saying that you were. Right, I was just, just that saying that you have a very strong assumption. Well, it's a strong assumption and I do a lot to push my life in that direction. Mm. Say by recording a podcast with you. you may have, and, and many other podcasts that go on hiatus as unexplicably. <laughs> So for me, I'm just like, well, I was going to get here eventually and now I'm here. Like, real life has caught up with my delusion. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope this trend will continue indefinitely. And as well as that, I find it uh, super convenient. Like, 
my my life is is very strange by normie standards. Like I'm polyamorous. I have a, a blue beard. I'm, I used to write incest erotica for a living. I do a podcast with my ex fiance. I who happens in... to be really cool. <laughs> uh, I live in Canada. I'm incredibly good looking. There's just a bunch of things. Look, I'm sticking the, with it. The, the, <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the Canada bit really isn't remarkable. Most people don't emigrate. Or don't live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Like the vast majority. By those standards, yes. The, most the vast don't. majority of humans continue to live in the country that they were born. It is unusual. I'm not saying it's like far out wacky, but it is unusual. And so you get the question a lot of like, why did you move to Canada? Because you do like. And you're like, listen to this episode. No. <laughs> I'm saying it's. Come his- <laughs> back to me when you've consumed seventy hours <laughs> of me yabbering. <laughs> And they do, and it's so... No, but I'm saying there's a bunch of questions that you can skip. Like, when you meet someone and you have an accent, the first question, and I know there's people here who've lived in, like, other countries or or live in Australia, which is not their country of birth, you get the question. You're like, well, here's the answer again. 40th person I've spoken to this week, here you go. And then that's one of the questions. So, like, you're polyamorous. How does that work? Has that ever gone explosively badly? Tell me the story. (laughs) How do you write incest erotica? Like, is that a job you can have? You make board games? You do a podcast? Like, There's a bunch of questions. And they're valid questions. Like, you, of course, you know, I don't expect people to know it. But when I meet people who listen to the podcast, they do know it. And it's really handy because I can go straight into like, hey, tell me about you. And like I, like, I like hearing about other people. And I don't have to. Once I've told a story, I don't like telling it again and again. And so I don't have to talk incessantly about me, whereas normally I do. <laughs> I have to. Because people are like, oh, how long have you been dying your beard blue? This, that, you know, you live in Canada. What's that like? Blah, blah, blah. So I find it really, really handy to like skip all of that content and go straight to like... I love that you talk about your life as if it's content. <laughs> Someone got really, uh, oh a, a friend of mine who's not here, uh, got really annoyed at me the other day because we were talking about how you choose your friends. And oh, I was like, no. yeah, they're not, they're not narratively compelling. Like, <laughs> they're a poorly written character. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think you can say that about people. And I'm like, well, they should have better written lives then, shouldn't they? So you're making me think of there's a guy who made... Um the guy who invented Google Glass. So before Google Glass was a thing, he wore a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not where I expected that to go. <laughs> I mean, Google Glass is a computer, but yeah. in glasses. No, I understand that. <laughs> I, but he I was wore a, a turtle. No, no, like it's actually quite amazing. You should look it up. He's got these like full-on like safety goggles, which he attached a camera to and shit, and like a giant computer that he wore for like. I don't know, like eight years, only took off when he went to sleep and when he got married. Wow. So part of it was that he had this little thing where he could make notes on everything that was happening all the time in real time as it was happening. Is this like pre-phone? Like pre-iPhone? Yeah, but also he could do it as he was talking to someone. Right. So he could sit in a lecture and he could pay attention and also... Like he had this keypad that was kind of like a piano keys, like a, you could play chords and they would make letters and shit like that. I don't understand. Anyway, and so he could record everything that was happening. And one thing that he said about it, because there's this great, I think it's a podcast episode with him. And he was saying that people think that that kind of technology inhibits your ability to relate to other people. But actually he found that that kind of technology made his relationships way better because he could remember everything. He would like see someone, he'd be like, Peter C. Haywood, loading up the file. Last time we talked about this, 
So he could be like, hey, how's that podcast going with that really cool lady? <laughs> Are you still doing that? Why? <laughs> uh, Anne Hathaway in Devil Wears Prada fulfills a similar role. Yeah, exactly. When they go to the schmancy party. Yeah, so I feel like that's how you feel about it. As in, it just kind of like, we can just skip the bit where I can't remember your name. Like, in a lot of social situations, I'm like, I would have a better conversation if I was totally confident of what we talked about last time. You know, because you're like, I'm 90% on what we talked about last time or where I know you from, but I'm not going to mention anything of substance in case I've got it wrong. (laughs) Right? So, like, that impedes having any kind of good conversation. But, like, if you can be like, nah, I know who you are, got it down, let's get right deep into that shit and wait around a while. I think you've got this flipped because people listening to the podcast doesn't tell me about their lives. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, like, polyamory, what's that like? Why do you dye your hair blue? Why did you move to Canada? Tell me about your your job. Tell me about your other job. What's with the podcast? Like, it's not not tedious because it's talking about me, which is always interesting, but I'd prefer to... (laughs) Wasn't sure how that would land. Interesting. Hisses was not what I was expecting. (laughs) There's several cats in the audience. (laughs) A little bit like a pantomime. Uh, and so, like, yeah, just getting to skip that and talk about things that are more pertinent and relevant and happening. What's your answer to the question? Uh, so, mostly, I don't um, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But, okay. So. No, no, but what I was going to say is that I have had people come up to me, like, on a dance floor, like, at a party. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like someone who goes to a lot of parties. (laughs) At a human party (laughs) with the dance funk. (laughs) I've had someone come up to me at a party and be like, oh, my God, I listen to your podcast. I can't believe you do that. I know way too much about you, like incriminating amounts. And I was like, well, now I feel incredibly comfortable. (laughs) What's nice about this question being asked in this format is we can put this on the feed and this is another question that comes up every time I meet someone who listens to the podcast, and so now it's a little bit further ahead. It's like a conversational shortcut. It's really handy. I don't know, but the other thing is, like, particularly in the last six months, I've been thinking a lot about, I, particularly since I watched this series from SBS or ABC called The Glass Bedroom, which looks at Instagram celebrity people, and since I watched Bo Burnham's latest special, Make Happy, from 2016... This whole idea of performative authenticity. Like, what's interesting is, like, my whole, my shtick is kind of like being authentic. Except now I've come to the mind, like, authentic is bogus. Like, that's not real. Like, there is no ability to be completely authentic. Like, even stuff like, so after I launched Starving Artists, I had a lot of reviews in the iTunes store of people being like, her laugh could cure cancer. Her laugh is better than a basket of puppies. Really nice, nice stuff, right? But then it made me really self-conscious about my laugh. Like it gave me like this like new awareness about my laugh. So now often when I'm editing that, that podcast, I'm like, doesn't sound authentic enough. Edit out. So I'll often take out my laugh because I'm like now hyper aware of it. You'll edit reality to be more realistic. Yeah, it's super, it's like really confusing. You would think that, you would think as more people were like, hey, you're a cool enough person to listen to each week or sometimes (laughs) that you'd be like, I'm so into me and like how cool I am. 
not the case. But I don't know. I think that's you. Like, you're like just soaring on me. And I'm like, oh, well, now I have new anxieties. <laughs> so what you're saying is doing this podcast has just amplified us. And we were already like pointing this way. And now we're just sprinting that way. Two opposite yeah. directions. Yeah. Is, is that weird? Like that conversational shortcut thing. It got a weird reaction. Because for me, that makes total sense. I mean, it's, it's my real life. But you were like, oh, that's weird. But is that weird? I don't know. That seems really normal to me. I think it's weird if you say, I'm not going to answer your question. Listen to my podcast. I don't say that. That is <laughs> You <fucked> said up. <laughs> that. Don't do that. No, I don't do that. But I agree. I think you're right. Like, you'd be like, oh, cool. Well, let's have a conversation about this thing then. Cool. All right. Okay. Did they answer your question? No, I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone else have a question? Ma'am. <laughs> it's Heather. It's Heather. He- Heather, I mean, Heather did the musical intro. anonymous person. Yes, if you'd like to be anonymous, Heather, we can do that. A little bit of a scenario. Is it more of a comment than a question? <laughs> Is this relationship advice? Oh my god, that would be some great shit. If it's not, we're going to be disappointed. <laughs> You're on OK Cupid. You come across someone who's answered the following question. <laughs> uh oh. At this stage of your life, are you headed in a Peterly or an Onnelly direction? <laughs> what an authentic <laughs> laugh. <laughs> answer would tell you about this the question was if you were on okcupid and there was a question that was are you heading in your life in a peterly or onnelly look onnelly is clearly the way to go (laughs) direction what would that tell you about the person i (sighs) first up i remember the first time someone screen capped a tinder profile and was like hey this person on tinder one of their interests is you And not like, my interest is you, baby. It was Honor Eastley specifically. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and then I saw that person at the pub the next week. And I was like, you were interested in this cunt. <laughs> but then I realised that it's actually just like your Facebook like. So I was like, maybe you're mildly interested and you forgot that you said like. So, less chuffed. Okay. <laughs> I want to say the most Peter statement I think I'll ever say. Please... <laughs> it's, it's a Peter Fort. No. A Peter Fort? Oh, have we come up with that before? Yes. Oh. <laughs> SJ doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> and so sometimes she'll be halfway through a story and I'm like, I know, you told me last week. I just edited it. You can tell me again, but I know it because I've heard it four times because I edit the podcast and I'm going to cut it out. So, like, uh, go right ahead. Um, no, you go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to brew on my, my statement. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not going first. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work out if this is going to be lynched, basically. Oh my god, you said it was going to be the most Peter statement. Oh, of I all know, time. and I'm like, is it? Is it even? Can what's that? Can we even handle the amount of Peter that this will be? I oh Jesus! <laughs> I've never seen him do this. Like this, this kind of shit doesn't get edited out. This would stay in. Well, normally I'd talk to you, and you'd be like, "We have to cut that out." <laughs> That has to go forever and we need to burn the podcast and oh, never record again. Now I'm worried. <laughs> I live my life in a Peterly direction as the definer of what Peterly is. And part of that is charging forward with 100% confidence, bullheaded, foolish, arrogant confidence that I'm going to make it to the point where I, I'm, I'm editing the episode that's going up on Wednesday, so you guys don't know this, so, uh, but by the time this goes out, people will know it. So I'm just going to briefly summarise. We talk a lot in the most recent episode about how I go into massive debt and they just magically get out of it again and it's ridiculous and doesn't make sense. <laughs> and so, I'm like, mm, 
and, and so I, I will just do like dumb things bullheadedly and then get myself out of it. I don't recommend that for people who aren't me. <laughs> so what you're saying is if someone's heading in a peterly direction, that could be That could great. be the worst thing you could <laughs> yeah, do. Awful. Like, I know people who if they lived their life like me, they'd be dead in a month. Like, I'm just like, no, you can't. You can't. I can get away with it because I got a blessing from a fairy. I don't know. Like, whatever the fuck reason is, I'm magically able to do dumb things. <laughs> It helps that I'm straight and white and male. I'm not even going to deny that. Like, that is a, a massive boon. But also, like, I went and lived on the streets of Melbourne for a month. I moved in with this one after, like, a month of no... I planned to move in after a month. We moved in after two months. I it think it was it, three, but okay. it, it didn't go perfectly. <laughs> we broke up a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I moved in with Roxy after, after two months and got pregnant after a year and, like, quit my job to write erotica <laughs> and, and so on. And, like, you can't do that. <laughs> I <So> basically, can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see where my nervousness came from? But like, <laughs> I'm going red now. This is a, <laughs> it's a rare thing. But like, I <laughs> people widely and quite fairly make fun of me for being the number one mind control incest erotica author in the English speaking world. Ding! Because that's very specific. But also, that's a lucrative thing. Like, it, it's not, it's not, ha-ha, he's the number one snooker player in the pub on Wednesday when Ralph's out. It's an actual thing that people compete for. Not like direct competitions, but it's an actual thing that there is people doing. Are people, like, doxing you online and stuff? No, no, no. It's, it's not competitive. Competitive is a bad word. It, it's an actual thing that there are people trying to do and not being able to. Mm. Uh, I, ran a, I ran a Kickstarter and it made tens of thousands of dollars. And, I ran, you know, over the last two years I've made... It was like 370,000 uh, yeah. US in Kickstarter. Like, that's not a thing that people can normally do. I'm very talented. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, if you would like to date people like that... <laughs> <laughs> and me saying that is part of what being in a Peterly direction is. And I'm not even denying that. But, like, you can't quit your job and write erotica unless you're really fucking good at doing that. And I was. You can't run a Kickstarter and make a lot of money that's really damn good at doing that. And I am. And so that's what I mean. Like, literally, it's the most Peter statement that you'll ever hear me say. But is I'm it the, great. But, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not. No, it's not even that. <laughs> it's not that I don't think you're great. It's just that I have found the things that I'm specifically very good at and then run Peterly in that direction. <laughs> I also did it with, like, on this very stage, we ran, uh, oh, Gavin God. was there for a lot of this, we ran a god-awful panel show, just terrible, that I put hundreds of hours into and so much of my own money, and, like, this awful. right here would have been three times the size of our largest ever crowd. We ran this for years. Like, we ran it for years and years without ever building an audience, and I was like, fuck it, <laughs> Peter C. Hayward. <laughs> So, like, if you're going to run in a Peterly direction, don't. Uh, unless you have managed to fluke upon the thing or specifically chosen the thing that you're uniquely good at. And so, yeah, when, when someone's running into, like, and I, I see this all the time and I feel like a dick, but I'll see someone being like, I'm doing this thing. And I'm like, but you're not good at it. <laughs> Do you need to put a lot of money into a Kickstarter for a game that you don't like? <laughs> like, it's, uh, that's my answer to the question. Wow. I apologise. <laughs> Just raw, unadulterated Peter right at you. I really was. 
Oh, oh, so yeah, so when I, uh, would I date me? That was not the, qu oh, that was the question. It was kind of, yeah. Hmm. I thought the question was like, what does it tell you about a person? And if someone's running a repeatedly direction, it tells you that they're either gonna, that they're gonna try very damn hard. And that might mean that they're gonna bury themselves really quickly, or it might mean that they'll soar like a blue bearded freak. If someone's in an honorly direction, it means a lot of crying. I know myself quite well. What, I mean, you try stuff as hard as I do, and you put as much of yourself into it as I do. Yeah, just fuck off. I'm just not really confident about it. Yeah, that's it. Like, SJ puts as much work into, say, starving artists as I do into Jelly Bean Games or whatever. She, she absolutely tries. She just does it with, like, a sad look on her face. <laughs> of, like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. <laughs> I do it like that. But the thing is that I have this habit. I'm not sure. I have this. I have a habit of, like... Being really honest, but with like a smile on my face. So like someone goes, what happened today? And I was like, oh my God, I was totally crying this morning because, well, I mean, the honest answer is because I found out my friend got deported this morning. I spent part of the day at a detention center. And so... That is um, a fun place. Not a fun place, but I'll say it with a smile, right? I don't know if that's what you want in someone you date. Is it? I don't know. What does an honorly direction mean? I think it means trying, like, finding a thing that you're good at and trying as hard as you can and never being sure if you're doing the right thing. Whereas, like, my, mine is, is more foolish. I will try as hard knowing for sure I'm doing the right thing. That's not a recipe for, for success. I now, I now very specifically surround myself with people who tell me I'm an idiot all the time. It's great. I have full-time employees whose job is like, Peter, don't do that, <laughs> obviously. And I'm like, ah. Everything is telling me to do this except for the person who I pay to tell me when I'm doing something dumb. Let's not do it with as much gusto. See, <laughs> still do it, obviously. It's the right thing to do. But See, don't put tens of thousands into it. Just, just hundreds. I would say that we are quite, I don't know. I can't tell if we are really opposing or whether I've just spent enough time around this person <laughs> that it appears that way. But I would say Are we like, different audience? <laughs> But I would say, like, so if there's, like, a Peter, Onnelly, or, like, not sure, I'd go for that person. <laughs> because the thing is that I would want someone who is a, just a happy medium. Like, just, like, somewhere sitting here would be really great. <laughs> that person is Diet Peter. You mean Peter Light? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean Diet Peter. Um... And then the sort of implied follow-up question is, which of those would you like to date? Yeah. I feel like there's not room for two Peters in my life. I, look, I tried another one. I tried that. <laughs> no. So you date an honour over a Peter? Yes. I mean, Roxy is sort of me. It's, it's like we're very similar in a lot of ways. See, the thing is that I wouldn't, like, if you asked me three years ago, would I date me? I would be like, hell no. But um, I kind of like myself a bit more now. <laughs> well, that is the kind of affirmation that my teenage self would have liked. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. And I know that I'm like a bit kind of full on, maybe. I don't know. I listened to the last episode with Gavin and Peter talking, Gavin, Peter's cousin. And they're like, what do you think of SJ? And Gavin was like, she's got a lot of emotions. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but in, like, every direction. A lot of, like, sad feelings, but, like, you know, I think that I would find myself a bit full on, but I like to change I'd my be more accepting now. I, th I think I basically married me. It's great. <laughs> Big fan. 
again, I'd prefer me mixed with something else. Uh, we had another question in this story. Yes. Normally I listen to the podcast on the tram, on the train, and I have to like sit there and be all quiet while I'm actually wanting to laugh along. And it's really nice to sit here with all these people and be able to laugh and enjoy. Aww. Just laugh on the tram. Spread joy. And then, tell them what, and then tell them what you're laughing at so they'll listen. It's great. Like, okay, so there's this guy, right? He's the incest erotica mind something author. He does something. Who knows? Who knows? That is lovely. Yes. Thank you. The question you. is a love advice question. Ooh. Yes. I, we haven't talked about it really, but like, you know, Vice. Vice asked us to do a column. Relationship advice column. Relationship advice column, but we haven't followed it up. I don't actually really want the advice. I just want to hear what you guys want to have to say. Got it, yeah. yeah. You, you've got a question you want the answer to. Yes. It's not going to be relevant to you. You just want to know, yeah. I'm asking for a friend. So I just moved in with my partner. Ooh, congratulations. Do you have any advice for that experience? Oh, like how long have you guys been dating? Three years. That's a good That's amount of time. That's bewildering to me. <laughs> You mean you moved in for the 85th time, right? Yeah. That's, That's interesting because I'm like considering maybe doing that maybe at the moment. Does he know or is this how he's going to find out? He's out there somewhere and now he knows. <laughs> and I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. So I read this thing recently that was about like making a relationship contract with someone, which was... Like Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was about just like sitting down and having a really frank conversation about where you guys are at and what you guys want, and then actually writing it down. <laughs> just record every conversation you have. No, it solves all the problems. That reminds me that when we were dating, though, we would we would have conversations like this, and then we'd forget shit, and then we started writing it down, and then we'd like police each other hardcore. So don't do that either. No, no. That, I was like, I thought that was your advice. No, 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 no. I don't know. I mean, like, when you guys are definitely moving in. We already You're already moved in. Well, great. <laughs> was your advice going to be like, don't. Don't. Oh, you already have? Good. <laughs> that was a good move you made there, buddy. Okay, well, I, I will answer first and you can have a thing. Okay. For me, I have only recently worked this out, is that I, I you're not going to believe this. and I mean, you're actually not going to believe this. I'm an introvert. Uh, what the fuck? No, like... No, fuck right. off! When I that said... That is not true! When I said you're actually not going to believe this, pretty bang on. Um, <laughs> and Roxy is, uh, is, is I don't know, an, an ambivert? Is that a thing? Whatever, whatever. But Roxy can spend infinite time with me and it doesn't drain any energy. Whereas I need time alone. Like, I need to be alone to function. Is it being alone or is it you need to do work? <laughs> no, the I, peaches I, recharge each other <laughs> I don't know that's a good question I don't know if it's I need time away from Roxy that sounds awful no I, I, I just need time alone and I just need time by myself to recharge and that is a trait of an introvert and being around people is, is weird being around an audience is fine because you guys if I say something funny you make a noise and I can be like ah that was their reaction to that whereas a person I have to, I have to manually read facial expressions and stuff like that it's very draining and even Roxy who like I love and obviously I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I am trying to be a good partner, which is number one tip. <laughs> try that. Didn't try that here. Disaster. <laughs> I know this shithead never learned how to fold fitted sheets until you dated Roxy. Anyway, it's a whole thing. <laughs> 
And so I, I read this thing once that the number one signifier of what made a relationship last or, or be happier. Oh, yeah. Yeah is, yeah, is that you pick up on signals from the other person. So if, if you're sitting alone in a room with someone and you're on your phone and they're on their phone, they're in a book or whatever, and they laugh, that's A, them laughing, but also them being like, I have a thing that I want to express to they, you, but I'm not saying it. In the research, they call it offers. So offers, it yeah. was like in a relationship, you're always like making offers and social cues. So again, like laughing at something. Or like if, if, if I came in, I was like, I ran into Jeff at the store. And I said, mm-hmm. Okay. I'd be like... 20 years of that. <laughs> no, no, it's disastrous. Um, uh, whereas instead if it's, you know, I, I ran into Jeff at the store, oh, how's Jeff? It's, it's a, it's, it was honestly a big problem in our relationship. It's going to be dicky, I guess. Is this going to be mean? I think it might be mean. Okay. Uh, which is that you wouldn't ask how I was. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually something I've worked on. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I would I would have exci- – I think we've talked about this. I'd have exciting news and I'd come home and be like, can't wait till SJ gives me an opening for this exciting news. <laughs> and can't then, wait till SJ asks me how my day was. Yeah. And then four hours later, I'd be like, I'm not saying anything until she asks. <laughs> and then a year later, I'd be like, we need to break up. Because <laughs> I had exciting news way back. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's it's about this like active accepting of offers and stuff like that, which is super important. So I I diligently try diligent. That's a word, yeah. I diligently 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 vigilantly. No. <laughs> <laughs> Vigilante trying. <laughs> I diligently try to do this. I really do. I'm like, uh, oh oh, Roxy mentioned the thing. I'm gonna ask about the thing, and that might to some of you, you're like, why would you not do that? But if I'm working, like if I'm in the middle of work then I'm not, re- um, that's where my brain is. My brain's heavily in Kickstarter or whatever. And so I have to, have to pull myself out of it and, and do the thing. And that takes energy. That takes mental or emotional or, or whatever kind of energy it is. And so I need time to recharge where I'm not doing that or like not, not trying to preempt needs. Because Roxy's in third trimester right now. It's amazing. Super preggers. And so <laughs> it's great. Thank you. Uh, and so, <laughs> cool. Good. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the... <laughs> It would have been fine if everyone had did it, but like two people. I'm <laughs> Wait, like, can we all clap? And then, yeah. Woo! Woo-hoo! And so as the dude who is not carrying a human inside me, <laughs> uh, it, is, it is officially my job to pick up all the slack, uh, mm. which is fine and great. And like, I would, I would, I'm so happy to do that in exchange for not having to carry a human inside of me 24-7. And it's exhausting and I need time where I'm not doing that. I just need it to continue to exist. So there's a lot of stuff that I need alone time for to just not be doing stuff to recharge, like an introvert, which I am. And Mm. so I would make sure if I was moving in with someone that we were clear about how much alone time we needed versus how much alone time the other person needs. Because Roxy, love him, does not need alone time ever. We sleep in the same bed, obviously, and like then wake up. And on days when Roxy's not at work, we're together all day, every day. And he loves that. And that's great. And it's, it's beautiful that I've found someone who loves me almost as much as I do and actually wants to spend <laughs> that much time with me and exhausting because I'm like, I need alone time without saying, hey, pregnant husband, get out. And so I would really like my number one piece of advice would be like, find out how much time you need versus time, how much time they need and talk about that before moving in and being like, so you've been in this room for six weeks without leaving and <laughs> that's great but I, I really just want to wank without you there <laughs> like just one can you go out for half an hour <laughs> wow okay <laughs> uh, have the wank chat that, that's my advice yeah have the wank chat it's 
it's some solid advice. And the other thing too is I, I since I moved to Canada, I've become a massive minimalist. And so work that out as well ahead of time because otherwise when the moving van comes and you're like, you have three of these vans? Do we need everything you've ever owned in the history of mankind or could we lose it all without noticing? Uh, talk about that before the stuff enters your house <laughs> is my advice. Okay. Yeah, you made me throw out so much shit when we moved in together. In all fairness. <laughs> I did have a lot of shit. I also threw out a lot of shit. Yeah, this is true. I don't know. You know, I haven't lived with anyone since Peter. Who have I dated since then? Do you want the names? <laughs> I'm not going to name <laughs> On them. On this live podcast? <laughs> I haven't lived with someone since... You've dated two people, very, uh, three people very seriously since we broke up. Yeah, and I didn't live with any of them. So I just don't think that I'm an expert on that. But what I would say is that, like... Because obviously, like, communication is really good. And one thing that I've been... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! You guys! <laughs> Shut up! I'm at a loss. I have little information to go on. One thing I've been really getting into lately is, like, learning how to express when I'm pissed off, which is something that's really hard for me, particularly because I have a hi history of, like, getting into trouble. I really, really, really don't like feeling in trouble. And I really, really don't like expressing my the anger that much. The way you phrase that. I've got a history of getting in trouble. <laughs> I'm a bit of a badass. What can I say? Bit of a badass in the sheets. What can I say? Um, <laughs> and so, like, I can express my anger to this man because he is like my brother. Uh, we used to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, like, I'm still really learning how to do that. So I would say like communication stuff. One thing that we used a lot when we were going out was this thing called Chore Wars. It was kind of like, what was it? It was kind of like a... The format was that of an RPG and you set XP to all the chores. And when you do a chore, you tick it off and you get that much XP and sometimes a little bit of loot. Also, and you level up it turn, and yeah, and it turns out I really like it when people owe me. So I was like always ahead, <laughs> like 500 points ahead. And I'd be like... Healthy relationship. <laughs> dishes. Peter? Dishes. Yeah, so I'd say that. The other thing I'd say is, like, don't decide to move in with each other when you're on a holiday. Like, I know that that sounds really stupid, but, like, when you're on a holiday is really different to when you're in your normal life. And <laughs> holidays are great. And you're like, this person's amazing. We have no issues at all. Definitely, <laughs> let's make this happen. Let's just um, do this all the time. Yeah. Because life is like a holiday. Yeah. So life uh, is different. Esther and I moved in. I don't know if we've talked about this because literally like she was in Brunswick. I was in uh, South Caulfield and we would spend every night together and we're just like, fuck all that driving. Let's just move in together. If you get to that stage, moving in will probably save you some gas. <laughs> 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 That's my advice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. One more question. Hello. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. You look great. This is how she greets everyone. So. <laughs> um, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself, like, back when you started the podcast? Like, you should go in a time machine and be like, um, you should know this. What would you tell yourself? <sighs> Good question. Yeah, thank you. You want to repeat it? Uh, yeah, the question is, uh, if you could go back in time and tell yourself now what you... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Apparently I can't. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> if you go back in time when you started the podcast and give yourself advice about starting the podcast, what would it be? I would say it's worth it. Like, it's absolutely been... Amazing. Like, I love doing this podcast. And the people I've met and the the, the self-growth has been 
ridiculous for me. Like, literally record yourself arguing <laughs> and listen back to it and don't change your argument style. I don't think that's like, I don't think that's possible, frankly. Um, uh, it's brought SJ and I crazy close. And considering that we used to fuck, uh, the <laughs> considering that we were like, we're going to be together forever. It's it's crazy that we've reached that level of closeness again or surpassed hey, it. Wait, or... on, wait, on, wait, on, wait, on, wait, wait. But that was transferring from us being like, I'm never speaking to you again. So, you know. No, but I'm saying like, yeah. do you think we're close? I think I asked you this on the podcast once. Do you think we're closer now than we were when we were together? Mm, we're definitely more amicable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, my, my number one thing that I would say to me is it's absolutely worth it. Like, do it. I don't know. So I <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, people ask me about podcasting a bit and I'm like, hey, it's a lot of work. It's so much work. <laughs> it, if, if you want to edit like we do. So if, if you don't edit, then <laughs> there'd be a lot of long silences. <laughs> but it takes me roughly an hour for every 10 minutes of the original footage. And then on top of that, I listen to it again, which takes about one and a half times as long as it is. So if it's an hour long recording, that'll generally edit down to a 50 minute podcast and take me seven and a half hours to take care of. And I do that every week and it's a lot of time. So if you don't have seven and a half hours a week, don't do a weekly podcast is my, is my first bit of advice. And then beyond that, I think it's been amazing. Yeah. So I think that there's, it's funny because immediately when you asked that question, I was like, maybe make an intro or decide on the name of the <laughs> podcast, like first up. But I think there's different kinds of projects. So I think there's, and I'm sure I've said this somewhere, there's like projects where you just like, fucking let's try it. Okay. Small bets. Yeah. And that's kind of like a hashtag design, hashtag thinking um, <laughs> <laughs> this is an insight into how SJ's brain works, <laughs> primarily in hashtags. Uh, kind of approach of like trying to do stuff is you just try things and see what sticks. And I think that those are the kinds of projects that you can learn a lot from. I don't know. I think probably one of the biggest things that I've learned is that it seems like contradictory to what's ended up happening, but people don't give that much of a shit about you. Like, and I mean that in the nicest way of like... You care more about what you look like than anyone else ever will. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've been thinking about this thing lately, which I've been talking about a lot with my boyfriend, which is that anxiety is about, like, confidence in other people. So if you go into a social situation and you feel, like, confident in all of the rest of the people that are there, then, you're, like, your anxiety about the situation goes down. For instance, I was doing this thing a little while ago and for some reason I was doing this thing and I thought, like, someone else that was involved in it was actively going to be trying to undermine me. <laughs> this person was volunteering to work with me on a thing. <laughs> like, why would they waste their time trying to undermine me what the fuck so so Why like were they doing that <laughs> were they a spy <laughs> <laughs> so kind of once i've realized that i've realized like oh actually like a lot of my anxiety like once i start being like actually people are generally good you know like people are generally trying to be good and kind to you and i think that i've had more i've found more faith in humanity and that sounds really cliche, but I think that I have. And I think that that's been hard, particularly because I have to sit next to this guy <laughs> who, like, says a lot of stuff that I'm like... I don't want that associated with my brand, please. Not my brand, my person. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that 
is probably I don't know it's hard to know because I don't actually know sometimes what's interesting about the podcast because I'm in it um after the haters I was like let's get back to it and SJ was like no one will care no one likes this podcast we're not doing a good thing and I was like fuck off like I don't think that's right and also look at these emails yeah <laughs> like the the level of of reverse self-confidence that you have. I don't know what that's called. Self-doubt? Self-doubt, thank you. <laughs> what is this thing called? <laughs> I have what is no this idea? idea. It's like happiness, but it's not. <laughs> the level of self-doubt you have is, is frankly impressive. <laughs> and Yeah, yeah, uh, it's really something. It's really fucking something. It's so... <laughs> Like it's I, the best level of self-doubt no, ever. The I'm last, so confident in my self-doubt. I am amazed by it sometimes. Like I did a – we just talked about this on the episode we recorded the other day, but I did a gig for a fancy thing the other week and I d- played this song and afterwards everyone was like, that was amazing, it was so amazing. People came up and strangers gave me hugs. Some people were like, is that anywhere on the internet? I want to find it. And I was like, I think I did a terrible job. I literally never want to do that again. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> um, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> uh, we were going to wrap up because we've got to get out of here with a song from SJ. <laughs> and this song, uh, SJ has always felt there's this real imbalance in the podcast because I read this really lovely love letter. <laughs> And her response was like, I never responded to that. Uh, And so she went and found a song that she basically wrote for me when we were together as a little bit of a love song. So we thought this might balance it out a bit. She's, uh, when we were together, she wrote this song, a little bit of a love song. That's all the introduction. I'm gonna give some more intro, which is, this is the worst song I've ever written. (laughs) Like, I shit you not. So in 2010, 2011, I did this project called This Is Your Song, where people gave me stories from their life and then I turned them into songs. And then I, I took my piano to those people's bedrooms and then I played them their songs and then I recorded it. And like, one of them is about Peter trying to lose his virginity. One of them is a, called Don't Poo in the Shower. <laughs> and keep in mind, she's saying this is, this is the worst song she's written. <laughs> Not don't poo in the shower. <laughs> that was an anthem. <laughs> so, so this song I actually wrote for my sister was de- my sister. So I have an identical twin sister. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> I have an identical twin sister, and someone that she met overseas and like dated a little bit wrote me this story about meeting her and like falling for her, and so. I wrote this song for him, but I used like my relationship with Peter, which was quite new, as inspiration for that song. Unfortunately, my sister and this person couldn't be together because they lived in different countries. But we ended up together forever. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't, in case you were confused. We actually broke up. Um, yeah, it's... Quite bad, and you will understand why soon enough. I can't believe I'm playing this in public. It's really bad. Oh, no. (laughs) Just do it. Get it over with. Okay, thank you. People want to go home. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Okay. Have you ever felt that I click like complimentary shapes? You just fit together, you and me. We talk so much crap, true, but we we both like that. You came in like a morning breeze. Just by the way, I wrote this in 2011. Like I've I've matured a lot as an artist <laughs> since then. <laughs> Tap my shoulder, collapse my knees so nicely. You were beautiful. So this bit was written as if it was m this guy talking to my sister who looks like me. You were beautiful. Just one more hug, just one more kiss, just one more moment, <laughs> just like this, right? <laughs> well, I guess this is how love goes, happiness alongside woes, but I've got no choice, cause I can't take Uh, there is one, one more, thank you SJ, that was lovely. Uh, there is one more thing we would like to do right before we go. Uh, could we go to the next slide, please? Could we please oh get God, you? Yes! Yes! We do need to play an outro and we would like you guys to record it for us live right now. No introduction, one, two, three, go!
that's all from us. Uh, thank you all so much for coming. Really, thank this has you. been amazing. Uh, we're going to go and hang out on the, at the exit. And if you want a poster, you can grab a poster uh, for money. And if you should have gotten a poster, you can get it for being crossed off a list and we'll sign it or whatever. And then after that, we're going to a pub. Then thank you, you can so ask much. Peter, is his pube? Oh my God. <laughs> Just go again. Just go uh, again. <laughs> are his pubes blue? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you all so much. <laughs> So, so much. That's all from us. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>